0: I watched this with my partner And at the scene he just laughed at the lady's face
1: <laughs> We've seen it all before So let's reload On a very special episode Of shows that suck and shows that blow Buckle up buttercup It's a bumpy road Going deep inside The mainframe secret code, code. Some of this shit stinks, Some of it's and the VIPs of SBTV. Austin G and Dr. DB with our at and money. Weird TV is their specialty. They might be all four or just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your faces to download. The rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have show. Open your Almost cause going gonna get told. grab yourself a drink and let in
2: a very special episode so. hello and welcome to a very special episode podcast where we review episode of TV shows that deal with serious issues like millennia old creatures not being able to understand <laughs> modern English writing. I'm David Bitsonoffer, and the person with me who is always rock hard during the day is... (laughs) Austin (laughs) Gordon. And the person with me who's an insatiable beast at night is...
0: And stoned every day. (laughs) (laughs) Is Carolyn (laughs) Mayne.
2: Yeah, I guess I didn't get a stoned uh, reference.
3: Stoned during the day, insatiable
0: beast at night.
2: (laughs) And rock hard, you know, most
0: of the afternoon. (laughs)
2: uh today we'll be reviewing gargoyles season two episode four a lighthouse in the sea of time the scrolls of merlin are found by a couple of random archaeologists but are coveted by everyone's favorite shakespearean inspired villain macbeth the gargoyles must keep these invaluable documents from macbeth even if some of them are unable to read what they say Well, most of the modern world won't be able to read what they say, but that's beside the point.
0: They're written in squiggles. (laughs) Yeah,
2: they're they're (laughs) like uh, ancient uh, Celtic, I think is what they're written in. Oh, that
0: was a real language? I thought it was just like caveman line art. Well,
2: Celtic (laughs) is a real language. I think whatever we saw on the scrolls was... uh, Squiggly squiggly (laughs) line (laughs) art. uh yeah so we're reviewing gargoyles the uh animated disney cartoon from that was part of like disney afternoon right
0: yeah maybe like one of the last new series is it's right before this whole era ended yeah you know, 2d animation and it's got all the star trek nerds in it as <laughs> actors which yep. is fun oh and... yeah
2: it has yeah it has a lot of star trek uh voice actors although none appear in this episode
0: Oh, heck,
2: I lied. Well, no, I mean, like, one of the regulars is uh, Jonathan Frakes, or, uh, I can't even think of his name at the moment. Riker. Commander yeah, William R- Riker. Riker, yeah, I know. No, I what's got... his
0: Graggle name? Xanatos? Yeah,
2: Xanatos. You only see that's his, uh, his assistant. Who, <laughs> who happens to be, later we find out, a magical being named Puck, voiced by Whoa. Data. But that's... <laughs> remembering that. But
3: he's not voiced by Data in this episode, right? Correct. Or is, okay. Okay.
0: He, he's not magical yet then, huh? Well, he
2: is, we just don't know.
3: Right, and the, and the evil counselor Troy Gargoyle isn't in this one. Yeah.
2: Right, she's
0: uh, great. Doesn't Michael
3: Dorn show up somewhere? Uh, yeah,
2: he's a cyborg gargoyle. Okay. <laughs> this show's cyborg, awesome, I don't care what anybody
3: Cy-gar-gargoyle uh, Borg? Cy-guy. <laughs> Cy- yeah, Cy-goyle. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put all that together. Uh, Carolyn, to your point, it looks like Gargoyles joined the Disney Afternoon lineup uh, in its season 5 iteration, which was 94 to 95, uh, and it ran, at least as we think of it, through season 7, which was 97. Um, but it looks like they took the sixth season of Disney Afternoon off. That's weird. I don't quite get this. Uh,
0: how much longer does Disney Afternoon go?
3: Till ninety seven. So it's
0: okay. basically So ni- the last two or three years. Th- Give or take.
2: There's yeah. a point where the garg where gargoyles I remember moved to Saturday mornings.
3: Right. Uh, so season. maybe that's what happened with the sixth season and then they like aired re aired reruns or something season seven as part of Disney afternoon.
2: Yeah. 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 I just know that's why I'm not as familiar with season three because it required me to like wake up in the morning. But
0: Yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. <laughs> right. it's, a,
2: it's a steaming <laughs> pile of hot garbage, Disney.
0: Right, fuck that. Up? for our listeners at home, if you're trying to picture the graggles, <laughs> picture like boglins that you can fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you think they're fuckable, Carolyn?
0: Especially like the mullet one,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Goliath,
0: yeah. Uh, I should have
3: known better. I thought I was going to have to like tease some like gargoyle fucking discussion <laughs> no. out of Carolyn, and she went there before we even like dove into the episode.
0: <laughs> I found a romantic subplot. That well, there is a
3: romantic me. subplot.
0: You agree? Okay, we'll, we'll no, get they're... there. Spoiler:
3: the
2: whole show, the whole <laughs> series, plays with the Beauty and the Beast dynamic that sure. occurs, but.
3: I didn't, that wasn't really present in this episode. Correct. So that's why I was like,
2: oh, no, I'll need to, a... I'll need
3: to goad <laughs> Carolyn a bit to get her thoughts on <laughs> no. interspecies gargoyle lovemaking. Well, but she went there.
2: You could also I... just, uh, Google it and you'll get some, uh, interesting, uh, deviant oh, art. Oh yeah. You know? Oh
0: yeah. Speaking of nineties throwbacks, have you guys heard about the things called, I think they're called like sex tunes <laughs> and they used to be like gifts that weird people would draw like Popeye fucking and then coming out a small clone of himself that comes out and then runs up uh, olive oil. Just like,
2: <laughs> this is like a very specific thing.
0: Yeah, that's one of them. And there's hundreds of them. Yeah. The internet still has them. Just FYI. Uh,
3: unrelated. I, well, not not totally unrelated, tangentially related. I saw a thing Generally. on Twitter today about... Uh, okay, I can't remember the term for it, but it's... It's a like a subcategory on eBay where it's pictures of things in which there is nudity reflected in the thing.
4: Yeah, oh, okay. I've seen those. So like it's like those.
3: I don't know, like a shiny toaster and a lady is toasting topless. So on eBay you can buy <laughs> a picture of the naked lady <laughs> in the toaster's
0: reflection. Oh, that's a good way to use the eBay market. Right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I-
3: that is a way to use the
4: ebay market <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've seen like just random you know kind of chubby dudes like in a craigslist I mean, I don't house, wanna, house posting and i don't want to
3: shit on anyone's fetish like whatever gets you off gets you off unless but... that's
0: their fetish for you to for, shit for on me, right
3: right but that's a, a
0: oddly
3: specific thing to be
0: into is all i'm saying Dude, there's a couple of those. I know, i know the internet so, gargoyles. Yeah,
3: gargoyle sex.
2: Yeah. Doing it. Austin. <laughs> yeah. What's your relationship with the gargoyles?
3: Well, let's see. How how far did we get, David, in our watch of gargoyles?
0: You did it together?
2: Well well, yes, we've done it together, but no. Uh... <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Okay, so yeah.
3: I I missed Gargoyles the first time. Well, the the only time around. Um I feel like because I was a big Disney afternoon kid. Like, I remember the, you know, gummy bears to duck gummy tails bears. to rescue rangers to yeah. tailspin and then eventually, yeah. darkwing duck. Mm-hmm. But looking at
4: the, yeah, uh, I like darkwing.
3: looking at the, the cracked research team's grid, I would say I must have dropped out of regular Disney afternoon watching by like, Ninety-two, ninety-three, because that's when goof troop joined the disney <laughs> afternoon and i don't think i've ever seen an episode of goof troop my wife kind of has a soft spot for goof troop but i did not get into goof troop and so then of course gargoyles came around after goof troop and so i think i was just kind of checked out of that particular animated scene by then uh, which is not to say i wasn't watching plenty of other animated stuff and or uh, not appropriate for my then middle school slash high school age self to be watching. Um, But I just kind of missed the boat on Gargoyles. I knew that it was a thing. I was kind of... I was old enough to be somewhat pedantically bothered by the, the premise of them, like, turning to stone during the day and then coming free at night and being like, where does the stone come from? And how can they have a romance with this human lady? And, but of course I didn't actually watch any of it. So this is all just like second, third hand. That it's I. It's not a about.
2: real romance. It's like a subtle undertone that if in but a I, different world where things were different, maybe they could have gone together. I understand that
3: now, but <laughs> I just heard word it. of mouth. It was just like, Pause Oh it, right? yeah. And the one, and the one lady has a thing for the gargoyle. And I'm like, how does that work?
0: Um, David, did you just say that they didn't do it textually? Because I'm for sure almost everyone in the show is banging.
2: <laughs> just constantly like an yeah, orgy gang bang. Pretty much. Is Matt Bluestone in on this? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, you always so seem fast- kind of a square and possibly... Well, I guess it's a gay, but it just means you did have sex with the gargoyle. Yeah.
3: So fast forward many years, and... Uh... Um, I was aware that it was a show with a fairly devoted following, and that it was one of those like better than you than you'd think from the premise kind of shows. And uh, David and I were making an effort to work our way through various show animated series and non animated series that one or the other of us enjoyed, and were sort of introducing to each other. And so then, oh, so then yeah, David worked yeah. gargoyles into our rotation. I know we got through the first season, but I can't remember how far into the second season.
4: Yeah.
0: At some point, I'd be curious, what were the other selections? We should go through yours. You know, as we will throughout this series, what were those other animated hits you two have taken uh, together?
3: We watched Trigun together. Yeah. Uh, is
0: that an anime?
3: Yeah. It's an anime. It's really good. Uh, okay. Which is really good. And now, and now and then, here or there. Here and there,
2: okay. yes. Year. Another anime, yeah. Is that more anime. anime? yeah. <laughs> <It was awesome.
3: laughs>
0: David loves anime, everybody. Oh yeah,
3: you, did, have we not established <laughs> that? No, in any I don't think podcast?
0: they know. Oh yeah, David's
3: a huge anime. Well... guy. he's
0: got hentai all over his okay. wall. Look at you're that. right. I shouldn't
3: say. I shouldn't say that. Rel, relative to some other people, I know he's not that <laughs> huge of an anime guy, but he's certainly a bigger anime guy than I am.
0: He keeps it professional, but he is an anime guy.
2: Yeah, I appreciate. it. I just haven't gotten. <laughs> I'm just old. I think that's... (laughs) Yeah, and not enough time, too many Mm -hmm. things.
0: David, have you watched One Punch Man? No. That was some anime I liked recently. We can talk
3: later. I forget, (laughs) David. What was some of the other stuff we watched? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to think,
2: if there's anything... I know we started the league
3: and never finished that. Yeah. I think it all started because we got together and we're playing uh, old Marvel RPGs together. Yeah. X-Men, like tabletop, X-Men, tabletop no really. uh, X Men Legends and uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and that kind of stuff.
4: Huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, while wa- well, we watched all like the Friday the Thirteenth and the
4: Oh yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street.
2: Nightmare in Elm Street. Oh, I
0: could do those. Yeah,
2: that would have
3: been where that all where that all started. Yeah. But anyway, so that's my experience with gargoyles. I certainly enjoyed what we watched and would like to watch more of it. It's just, you know, life got in the way and we never really circled back around to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolyn?
0: Yeah, uh, let's see. I totally watched a lot of Disney adventures. All the show's Austin awesome names made me happy. Uh, we should definitely do a Darkwing Duck sometime, guys.
4: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Really,
0: definitely, definitely. Um gargoyles i certainly watched i was aware of them being trek actors at the time because i'd also watch generations especially mm. in the summer when it was syndicated why the fuck not just watch tv all day right yeah uh,
2: what else gargoyles, is there to do in the summer right, right? <laughs> certainly not play outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> outside is pretty hot and it's weird because there's a the sun in the sun. yeah <laughs>
2: there's like fresh but, um, air it's just not worth it
0: right
1: i don't know i don't know guys.
0: But Gargoyles, certainly I associate it with the beginning of the end of, like, 2D animation and Disney doing half an hour animated shows. It's, like, to me, one of the last ones. I'm sure there are a few more. But it's winding out on this whole era of half-hour quality superhero-esque but dramatic or comedic animation. We haven't had that many back since.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, so Gargoyles is pretty good. I think I watched most of it, catch or catch can, as it was on television. I maybe missed like the last two seasons or whatever. Yeah. I was pretty excited when you picked it because this is an itch I haven't scratched in a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, the whole season thing is weird because like season two is gigantic. It's like thirty oh. some episodes or something to that effect. And yeah, then... some TV,
3: sh- some old animated shows are weird like that. Like. I think, he, like, the entirety of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is just, like, one sixty six episode
2: season. Yeah. But they definitely had things plotted out in different, like, sections, like eras and such. And
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: But I, uh... Yeah, I guess we can get to me, and if you couldn't tell already, I love Gargoyles. I loved it
4: so
2: <laughs> much. <laughs> and, like, I watched it as it came out. Like, it just seemed like I I was always interested in like action cartoons, I guess, growing up that weren't comedic and not that I didn't enjoy some comedy cartoons too, but then so I saw previews for this and so I was interested and then I started watching it and I just liked it so much. Back when we were
3: kids and, and getting and you know, older, um, until you kind of until manga kind of became I shouldn't say that. Until anime became more readily available or known yeah. to us there, there weren't a lot of sort of action based non comedic cartoons like after the sort of 80s heyday of GI Joe and Transformers and all that died down
2: uh Did really
0: Gargoyles come before or after Batman the animated
2: series I yes. want to say after yeah
0: yeah Okay Batman revitalized yeah. like that was amazing really Yeah great oh
3: great. definitely and I feel like Gargoyles I have absolutely no research mm-hmm. on this whatsoever, but I would not be at all surprised if gargoyles is something that was either developed or that Disney was interested in because of the success yeah. of Batman animated series.
2: And, not. and like totally, and like the uh, Batman the animated series, like it's it can be enjoyed by adults or at least as right plots right. like just the way they do stuff that even like adult shows can't seem to figure out which amazed me like just co- have continuity and be able to like plan ahead and plant a seed for something that happens you know
0: that was still pretty new in television right.
2: while, while still
3: while still presenting a relatively sort of standalone
2: yeah any anyone
3: could watch this and get the gist of it episode mm-hmm. like you're like if the fucking people writing the kids cartoons can figure this out you'd think professional writers <laughs> writing adult shows could figure it out
2: yeah it's and you know not every th- the status quo changes not like drastically but like the gargoyles will some move where they live at one point and then that's where they live for a while and new characters or, are introduced and they just don't disappear after that you know they weird. they can actually they, show up later or they wake
3: up in the present day unable to read and then perhaps learn
2: to mm-hmm. read i mean so, yeah we <laughs> i mean
0: reading's cool guys I, i'll i'll
2: put it this way like I really don't think their literacy was established. Well, we know Goliath could read before that, but that's before this episode, that's beside the point. But the two characters that can't read in this, I don't think they established they couldn't read. But then in later episodes after this, like you'll see Broadway read but struggle reading, like when he tries to, when he needs to. Mm -hmm. And so they just, they'll just keep character traits and such and it seems so simple yet so many tv shows struggle with that you know
3: yeah even to this day
2: mm-hmm. i will say when i out revisit gargoyles i'm always a little put off or disappointed in the animation that it's not as yeah, good as i it's it's
3: remember. not as sharp as as it could be
2: yeah
0: yeah it's pretty cheap next to batman yeah yeah
2: like in out. my mind, it's always better than when I actually watch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's just not that great. Yeah, it's
3: it's. I mean, it's it's even cheap compared to like the X Men animated series, which yeah. was cheap compared to the Batman animated yeah.
2: series. And you get used to it as you watch it, and obviously yeah, oh, the plots yeah. suck you in. But yeah, sometimes the animation is a little off putting. But overall, I just love the series and. It was one of the rare times that I remembered loving it growing up in high school and like talking about it with a friend of mine in high school. And as we really liked it and then actually revisiting it as an adult and still enjoying it, which is a pleasant surprise.
3: And and enjoying it genuinely, not ironically or
2: or nostalgic. I mean, it's not perfect. There's certainly (laughs) courage-worthy moments. And frankly, this episode isn't all that great, but...
3: Right. There are genuinely good things about it that mm-hmm. you can appreciate beyond just like this is so bad it's funny or this is bad, but I remember loving it when I was a kid. Yeah.
2: All right. I guess we can get into the episode. I actually Well have before
3: the D- we get into the episode yeah. Yeah. Psych Graggles. Uh so I watched the D V D, David. Yes. Um I just like to point out that uh one of the things I had to fast forward through to get to the <laughs> menu was uh-huh. a uh Interview with Tim Allen promoting the Shaggy Dog remake (laughs) that he he was starring in around this time, because this was like the this the these DVDs would have come out I think around the golden age of Tim Allen's like post Santa Claus Disney period (laughs) when he was like remaking old seventies Disney movies. I just you know it's like ah look it's all coked up Tim Allen.
2: And next. Doing r- next. Racist movies with next. Native American kids. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> that's terrible that they put commercials on you when you buy the media.
2: PS. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, and yeah. just the way it's set up that it's like you just put the DVD in and it just you start seeing. <laughs> yeah, just auto plays all what?
0: of their previews. Yeah, what? yeah. It's Tim Allen. I mean, At least DVDs <laughs> you
2: can fast forward easier. Like on VHS, it was always super annoying. Yeah, because you had anyway. to fast forward and then
3: getting into the episode
2: yeah
0: boo the episode
3: well, no it's
2: fine <laughs> yeah fine's about the best we could say about this <laughs> one, but, uh when you uh austin did you watch the introduction to this episode no. by oh, with, with greg, greg weissman
3: Weiss. i did mm-hmm. not i should have
2: he just says that he uh he he likes john reese davies okay Nah, no, that's always good and then uh mm-hmm. He says literacy was an important issue to them because they're writers and they wanted to encourage reading.
0: Aww. All books are magic, David. <laughs> Spoiler.
2: <laughs> Spoiler.
4: <laughs>
2: you were there. All right. <laughs> uh,
3: so they do a little previously on segment. Yeah. Yeah. Which... That shit. Well, which clearly is just meant to introduce anyone joining for the first time to the fact that there is a villain named Macbeth who is a very good fighter and can, like, hold his own against the Gargoyles. But I'm like, did we really need 90 seconds of fight scenes from his previous (laughs) appearance to, like, like, they could have just had, like, a line of dialogue where he's like, if I could beat you on your turf, I could certainly beat you in mine. Like, all right, got it. He fights the Gargoyles, and he's good at it. Moving on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but, uh... You're trying to suck kids into it, so you need to get action early. So if no, you can I do guess. that on the previously on, then they would be like... Yeah, and
0: yeah. that's like their best animation. They have to show it two or three times yeah. to get the money out of
2: mm-hmm. that action. Yeah, and then th- there's a little bit of a feint in this episode about who the villain is going to be, but the previous Leon just kind of uh oh, spoils yeah, that right off the bat. I,
3: <laughs> that's a good point. I guess I never even bought into their be like I didn't even take it as a feint so much as it was just like well of course they're suspecting Xanatos. He's the bad guy. They would always suspect him. Well that yeah
2: that that's a great for the characters, but I yeah, think yeah. like theoretically a right. viewer could have bought into the fact that it'd be Xanatos, except for right. the fact that the previously on is like they exactly. wouldn't be showing me all these Macbeth clips if Macbeth isn't gonna be showing up. Right? What
3: I'm what I'm saying is I never even it never even reached a point of like, oh, I'm supposed to think this is a fake, yeah, but I don't. I, I never even considered that they were trying to faint it out.
0: So, can I say about Xanatos because he won't even be yeah. in this
2: one? I-, I had the feeling they were saving on some voice acting budget in this one, but <laughs> this is kind of a bottle episode. Because he could have been in it briefly, but they, yeah, uh, they, yeah, they had all
0: not... the voice actors who were just in the lobby to like, come in, yep, you're exactly. a guy, shut up, come in, come
4: in, you're yeah. a guy,
0: <laughs> get in there. I'm pretty sure that Xanatos is the most nineties name anybody <laughs> ever could possibly have. Oh, I yeah. think he's like the son of Zima and Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. So
2: he's uh so it's like a drunkenly fresh breath, right?
0: Yeah, it's like he's always
2: drunk. Yeah, but, but you like can never tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: his secret power.
2: <laughs> have you been drinking? No, 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 you got your breath is, checks out, so it's all fine. Great. Uh, <laughs> so we start uh, at in some caves where some two random archaeologists, who I don't think ever amount to anything at all, but uh, they enter... My,
0: can I say about the archaeologist that yeah. I watched this with my partner <laughs> and at the scene he just laughed at the lady's face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, Why is he like body shaming? Like, Why, yeah. Her <laughs>
0: face! She looks kind of like, um... <laughs> She looks the same as the man, in the, film, yeah, so yeah, just say that that she's strange looking,
4: maybe.
0: <laughs> but she's played straight, so I disregard that she's kind of a weird angled lady.
2: Yeah, this is where like I turn it on, and then you see these two archaeologists, and I'm like, oh yeah, the animation isn't that good in this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I
3: was just gonna say, so they so they translate the ancient ancient Celtic, yeah, writing. And this is this show is by no means the only one that does this. It's a frequent trope whenever anyone is, like, translating some kind of ancient language and the translation works out to, like, a perfect straightforward, oh, yeah. as we would understand it, mm-hmm. sentence where I'm, like, even, even with, like, my rudimentary knowledge of German, to take, like, a sentence in German and say, you know, oh, translate that for me. If you were to actually translate it word for word, it would come out you know way out of order because sentences just aren't constructed yeah. the same way it's so, like we're supposed to believe this lady is translating ancient celtic into english while also rearranging those words that she's never read before <laughs> into a sentence structure that would make sense to us watching it
2: are you saying she's not smart enough to do it because she's a woman haston no,
4: that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. Why would, why would
2: you
0: suggest that,
3: David?
2: Oh. I'm on to you, Austin. <laughs>
0: you're both sexist. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so they come across these scrolls and she translates it that basically says uh, if you're a seeker of knowledge, you're safe. If you're for those who destroy knowledge, they have everything to fear, I think. And so then, like a big ghostly Merlin uh, face comes out, but then apparently the archaeologists kind of check out and pass whatever test there is. I just I'm curious what would have happened if they didn't pass the test.
3: Right? Would Merlin's ghost have like
0: eaten them, uh, <laughs> like I, a Pac-Man? We can only
2: hope.
3: <laughs> a reverse Pac-Man where the ghost eats the man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty advanced move, Austin.
2: <laughs> but, but the ghost eats the ba- Pac-Man often in Pac-Man.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like
0: packing men that's where he gets the
2: name yeah uh, anyways after that uh scene we go to the uh top of the police station that's where the gargoyles like to hang out and and apparently the scrolls are the talk of the town right now so dull, dull night in new york city I guess. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, if they actually found scrolls written by Merlin, you'd think that'd be a pretty big deal.
0: Hey, where's the scroll? Yeah, hey. Hey, New York. York. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh we learn uh,
2: basically. We learn that Broadway can't read. He's like, who cares about scrolls? They have words, and words are for chumps. <laughs> then,
0: yeah. Instead of like being a show where he was ashamed about it, and, yeah. like they hit it for a dramatic reveal, he stood up like. Reading's dumb. I
2: feel,
3: <laughs> yeah. feel kind of like he's presaging our current uh, administration.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: shit.
2: Just be proud of your ignorance.
3: Yeah, reading is dumb. That's for chumps. Only losers read.
2: And then, then they ask like Hudson about it or whatever, and he's he kind of dodges it. He's like, I just want to watch celebrity hockey, and who of us doesn't? I will say,
3: <laughs> maybe this is just me being dumb or not paying close enough attention, but I bought the dodge on hudson oh yeah like i i this is the point where i'm like oh okay david picked this because it's a literacy episode but i just assumed that it was going to be about uh broadway not yeah or learning how to read or anything like that when spoiler alert it turns out to be just as much about hudson learning how to read mm-hmm. and so at the time the the whole like i don't care i just want to watch i i just took that as a like oh that's hudson he's gruff and above all these shenanigans <laughs>
2: Yeah, we should point out uh, Hudson is voiced by Ed Asner.
3: Yeah, yeah, who we, really? Yeah, yeah, who who refused to pay Mary Tyler Moore the same wage as a man
0: <laughs> because she
3: wouldn't Weird. have a family to care mm-hmm. for.
0: We've come all the way back to Mary Tyler Moore with the Groggles. Yeah. I didn't
4: expect that.
0: Right, right.
3: <laughs> he was also he, jo- he also voiced Jabba the Hutt in the Return of the Jedi radio drama.
0: <laughs> oh, a lot of beebs in that.
2: They get some good voice actors in this series cause, they uh, really G- do.
3: I was scrolling through the IMTB yeah. page and like, there's a crap ton of good people.
2: Sure. Yeah, well, Goliath is voiced by Keith David, which is just awesome. Like his yeah. voice is. We'll hear.
3: Uh, we'll hear more of him, more from him when David and I launch our uh, Cape, yes. <laughs> Cape, Cape Rewatch <laughs> sub
0: podcast.
2: The Cape Cast.
3: <laughs> the Cape Cast, yeah.
0: They're only half kidding people. <laughs> Watch out for that. Well, we're not
3: kidding. It's just a, it's only a matter of when, not if. <laughs> uh
2: but he's got the good deep voice and Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically he's he's kind of above the shenanigans. He's like whatever. He, but he's interested in it, but he's a known reader before this too. He's been known to read Dostoevsky at least in one episode, so. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: and he likes michael crichton too yeah
2: probably He he's yeah. an he's an avid reader yeah. <laughs> uh so then we flash to a boat with the uh archaeologists and they're transporting the scrolls of merlin and somehow elisa maza decides that she gets to Guard it. I don't know. I don't know why the boat's coming in at night. I don't know why the (laughs) scrolls are on a boat to begin with. Like you need
0: the night boat for the wizard scrolls, David. Duh.
3: And I also just love the like. So they're important enough that they need a police escort, but the police escort is just like two random people that yeah. Two detectives. From, yeah, from their perspective. I mean, obviously, it's a main character, but, like, to these scientists, to these yeah. archaeologists, like, just two random detectives that ride out in, like, a rickety rowboat to get onto this boat. And it's it's...
0: And, and, yeah, they ride out on this boat, and it's a tiny, like, when they get onto the big boat with the wizard scrolls in it, and we'll call it the night boat. When they get onto the <laughs> night boat... There's, like, thrashing seas, yeah. and this right. night boat is huge, and so their boat must have been small, so that boat seems to have actually, like, totally sunk into the <laughs> what ocean. I, and yeah. I
3: feel like in
0: order to, uh, like, swim,
3: the, 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 the little motorboat that we saw them take to get to the night yeah. boat what was, happened? like, so small that by the time they got to the night boat, they could have only gone far enough out that it should have taken them, like, 30 seconds for the night boat to finish the trip, like. If they were any further out than that, that little motorboat (laughs) wouldn't have been able to reach them.
2: Yeah, they're there to escort for like the last like fifteen minutes of the ride, and it's like, it's a good thing you weren't attacked before the detectives got on it. (laughs) And like Elisa makes it clear that she wanted she was like, I wasn't gonna miss this for the world, but I'm like, why why do you have the authority to decide that you're on this detail, you know? You're just a detective and Right. There's Hundreds of cops in New York? I don't know. Yeah. And then I think we see Matt Bluestone there, but I don't think he ever says anything, probably for uh, monetary why is, reasons.
0: Why do you like him, David? <laughs> <laughs> What's his deal? Why is he good?
2: He, uh, I think I always enjoyed it. He always was just like, a nice guy on the show, but he's also the super conspiracy <laughs> theory guy.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he's and... just an interesting
2: character. I think I related to him when uh, yeah, he was on as see a kid. He's
0: the comedic relief? Yeah, a
2: little bit. He's just.
3: Yeah. Well, and he was voiced by Biff from Back to the
4: Future. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, shit. I love Biff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Despite the fact that Biff is currently our president for all intents and purposes. Yeah, well, the
0: actor. Oh, the actor okay. did a good job. He also like, paints and sells his paintings, and he's a good actor. Yeah, no, I don't love what's happening today, Austin. <laughs> let's just say that um, Thomas. Let's hope that we make it. Thomas you know. F.
3: Wilson is the uh, is the actor who played Biff in all the various Tannen iterations across
2: mm. the trilogy.
0: Sup, Biff?
2: uh yeah and then yeah Matt Bluestone has all these conspiracy theories but they all turn out to be right too because this is a interesting universe the Gargoyles live in where the Illuminati (laughs) exist you know (laughs)
0: they do the Illuminati we should be doing that
2: episode (laughs) that's a very special episode
0: very special
3: are
2: you shocked to learn that Xanatos is part of the Illuminati
0: not in the
3: least with a name like that (laughs) I'd be disappointed if he wasn't
2: but I think he's on the lower (laughs) rung of the Illuminati
3: there you go. Work your way on. That's out. Like if you how name powerful your they kid are. Xanatos, the Illuminati shows up in the hospital to like induct you into their order.
2: Yeah.
0: They give you like a weird stuffed bear. For yeah, and they're your like, baby. we can't
3: have someone named Xanatos running around who isn't part of our organization.
2: And I don't think Elisa's voiced by anyone, right? In, like obviously she's voiced by somebody. <laughs> she
3: is in fact voiced, nobody. she is in fact voiced by a living human being. Yeah, I don't <laughs> she's
0: a nobody though, as S- far as Hollywood. Yeah, That's Sally Richardson
3: Whitefield is her name. Yeah. And I That's a nobody. Yeah, I don't see I mean she's got a, a plenty of credits, but nothing that uh jumps out at me as a like a normal mm-hmm. oh she was so and so on such and such kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, but, call me when you're Biff. <laughs> exactly.
2: But I believe Sorry. her brother is voiced by Jordi LaForge.
0: Well, that's important, Lavar Burton.
2: <laughs> and oh, I think her
0: and
3: Lavar Burton was on reading Rainbow, which is all about ooh. the importance of books. Yeah, like exactly. Episode.
2: He should have been oh, on this be episode, on.
0: right? He should have been the black author. He's blind. Spoiler. And
2: I her mother that. is voiced by Uhura. I believe. Ah, oh, nice. nice. Going...
3: I even quote inadvertently reading Rainbow in my notes for this episode later. <laughs>
0: oh? We'll get that. Yeah. This
2: thing is... So then what happens, David? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. Was Jordy somebody else? I might be wrong about the LeVar Burton
3: thing. Uh, Jordy
0: is... Kunta
2: Kinte. <laughs> yes, he was mm-hmm. Kunta
0: Kinte.
3: No, I don't think out. he's he her brother.
2: Great. I think he was just in some random episode.
3: He, I was gonna say he only—I know he only made one appearance. Yeah, uh,
2: her brother shows up more.
3: Okay, he was a Nancy.
0: Oh, cool.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Means they do nothing. have
0: every mythos going in this, mm-hmm. right? Like every conspiracy, every yeah, label. like
2: all like the sh- like Oberon, like the Shakespeare gods, right? all actually I don't exist. Remember that. Like Titania, Oberon, and Puck, and such they were all around. That was
0: pretty fun when they got there,
2: yeah. They go to Avalon, and so King Arthur's there, but we already know that because they have the scrolls of Merlin, anyways. So, <laughs> so the boat <laughs> shockingly is attacked. I didn't; no one saw this one coming, right? Uh, and it's just a couple of thugs who we uh, we don't really know with laser guns, because everyone has lasers in this. Well, of course! Show.
3: Wow, this is. This is mid nineties TV where the censors wouldn't allow you. We're lucky they had laser guns and that they didn't have to like
2: mm-hmm.
3: do all this gun free somehow.
2: And <laughs> and I think what well, there's the lady uh, robber and she takes the scroll from the lady archaeologist. Mm-hmm.
0: She like pushes her on. Well, a then grave. then
2: the lady archaeologist says like don't take that it's like it's priceless and she's like oh in that case and then the lady archaeologist buys it that she's gonna return it and then she's like psych and then takes the scroll anyway well, okay
3: i also made a note on that line
5: <laughs> give them up
1: no these scrolls are priceless oh man what was i thinking
3: <laughs> which is the archaeologist is like you can't take these they're priceless i'm like Of course they're priceless. Why do you think these people are trying to steal? (laughs) Like, the line is supposed to be like, you can't take these. They're important to developing Mm -hmm. our understanding of such and such. And then the people trying to steal them are trying to steal them because they're priceless. It's like, you can't take all this money. It's worth a lot of money. Like, of
0: course, (laughs) that's why they want it. Sorry, Austin. You're still getting your knees kicked out by this lady. That wasn't good enough.
2: (laughs) uh so then there's a but there's a big battle with the gargoyles, and there's like harrier jets that are incredibly mobile and such, and I don't know can land on a dime, but
3: they established David
2: that
3: <laughs> they can take off and land just like helicopters, which is something that uh, yeah wow which who was which lexington was? Lexington, lexington which read it in a book Lexington read about
6: in a book <laughs> wink wink wink. <laughs> Machines must belong to
5: Xanatos. Carrier jets. They can land and take off like helicopters. I read about them.
1: When your life is this exciting, who needs books? See how reading pays off, kids? Wink, (laughs) wink. I'll say in future
2: episodes, the knowledge the Gargoyles contain, they don't point out where the knowledge (laughs) came from, specifically (laughs) from books. They only seem to be concerned that books are what are informing them in this episode. Okay, okay.
0: So this is also right about the time when the internet started to be a thing. Yo,
2: yeah, man.
0: the gargoyles are going to be reading the internet. It's too bad we didn't get a couple more years out. Yeah, they're
2: them. gonna find fanfic about themselves on the internet. Yeah, they're
3: they're gonna be like, "What's this Tumblr?" Yeah. Oh god, oh god, I can't unsee what I've just seen.
0: <laughs> Imagine logging on to a new technology and it's just drawings of you fucking like yeah. a co-worker. Yeah, like... <laughs> over and over and
2: over Cross species co-workers Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) oh internet how could you uh
2: so this all ends up with broadway is just staged with one of the harrier jets as it flies away but then hudson had broken into the other one and grabbed one of the scrolls but then fell then got like shot or something and fell into the water
4: correct
0: he's the old one yeah
2: he must he might be yeah. he must be very buoyant though too because he's unconscious yet still floating <laughs>
0: he, both he
3: and the metallic capsule contained yeah. the scrolls which is both buoyant and waterproof which is convenient mm-hmm.
0: especially from your, it's hard to get well, waterproofing in yore the, the
2: canisters i assume were put in were used by the archaeologists so i'd assume they'd be waterproof uh,
4: okay. yeah yeah
0: True. Well, at least they're being accurate.
2: Now, whether they'd float or not, I don't know. And how Hudson is doing all this unconscious and... Yeah. Well, it's a TV trope of, like, you can fall unconscious in water yet somehow arrive at shore... undead. Yeah. <laughs> or not dead, I say. <laughs> Undead.
4: You mean alive? Yeah. I think the word you're looking for there was yes. alive.
0: <laughs> I was gonna help you with alive, but I'm happy that you said undead.
2: But didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying if you... F- fall unconscious in the ocean, I don't think you're not drowning out. (laughs) This
0: changes my summer plans, David. (laughs) (laughs) And and as we have
3: often pointed out, David, I also think that if you're unconscious for the amount of time it would take to like drift to the shore of wherever he ends up, you probably are going to have some level of brain damage,
2: but he's got gargoyle powers and yeah, that's you know. true. We don't gargoyle
3: powers. We we don't know what unconsciousness, uh, what the effect unconsciousness yeah, yeah, yeah. has on gargoyle physiology.
2: And we do know that when they turn to stone during the day, they get healed. It's, like, super healing for them.
0: Oh, so. yeah. I was wondering, because they seem so vulnerable.
2: But they are very vulnerable while turned to stone. They, like, know level
3: that. up yeah. when they come out of their stone and so on. Yeah, oh, yeah Their health yeah. meter goes full max. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm. But they are vulnerable during it, which is the whole premise of the first yeah. episode or whatever. Yeah. Is
0: David. Do they get boners when they sleep, like human men?
2: Yeah, it just, like, breaks right through the stone. (laughs) So you'll see, like, a stone gargoyle with just this flesh penis, like, (laughs) sticking right out of it.
0: Yep, that's what I was wondering. (laughs) Yep, that all checks out. The more you know.
2: (laughs) So, so we flipped uh, to the uh, the remaining three gargoyles and Detective Maza, and they're pretty pissed about losing the scrolls, but they know Xanatos has to be behind this. And as we discussed, uh, if you saw the previously on, you know Xanatos is not behind this, but we'll uh, get to that. <laughs> uh, so then we flipped to the thugs coming back to uh, their lair, and one of them is r- the female's razzing the male about uh, losing his scroll, but then realizes she also lost her scroll because Broadway is sneaking around trying to get out with it. Then they do a lot of scene switching in here. I guess it's just supposed to
3: keep the kids' attention. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Because now we flip to Goliath confronting Owen Xanatos' assistant. His,
3: I believe you mean Xanatos' Smithers.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, as close to Smithers as you can get. And uh, he's just like, you know, where are Hudson and Broadway? Where are the scrolls? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm going to search around for him. Then he's like, oh, go for it. Because he's being a dick because he likes messing with him. Yeah.
0: So Goliath and the other dudes pretty much spend their whole B-plot time just harassing the Smithers. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, over and over
0: and over and they're just hanging out in the office. Like, I'm seeing them drink all the Evian, you know. What are they doing? (laughs)
2: they're just trashing the place looking for their gargoyle (laughs) friends never thinking they could be somewhere else you know
0: right give me another coffee okay
2: maybe
3: he's in this bottle of wine
2: nope
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh
2: then we flip to broadway like running out of this layer with the scrolls but then he runs into mechbeth in that commercial My break,
3: beef? maybe I'm sorry. I'm realizing I'm like maybe the reason I didn't buy the Xanatos faint or didn't realize that there was a Xanatos faint is because I don't know enough about Macbeth to not know that this couldn't be true. Uh, where so I think what so I think what I thought was like oh Macbeth's gonna be this episode. He's behind the kidnap. He's behind the theft. But he's probably just like a hired the hand to Xanatos. Oh, yeah. Like. He's the Boba Fett to Xanatos' Darth Vader in this scenario, which probably doesn't really work because Macbeth is clearly kind of his own villain. That doesn't.
2: Yeah, it. although to be fair, when he first arrives, like in the first episode he appears in, he is kind of just hired by uh, Xanatos. See, maybe
3: I vaguely remembered that, and that's. But
2: I think I maybe even in that episode they kind of make it clear that he has his own reasons for doing it too. But yeah. you're not going to turn down a paycheck, you know.
3: <laughs> True that.
2: Because he may mention that he's searching for Desdemona. He's like, oh, I was hoping you'd be her. Which, that doesn't pay off until later. But, yeah. but he, then
0: it's Deanna Troy. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just their history together is a yeah. whole thing that comes did up. Did they with. do
0: it, David?
2: No. Yeah, I think they had a close relationship for a while, but then they ended up hating each other. And so, you probably think sex is involved, right?
3: Oh, that means that means they totally did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Austin's on board. Yeah. Got one. Yep.
3: <laughs> this ain't my this ain't my
2: first rodeo.
0: <laughs> it's right true. We've been on several rodeos, gang.
2: <laughs> uh, so then Macbeth kicks Broadway's ass, and uh, he grabs a scroll, and then realizes it's this this, it was like luckily labeled nicely that it's part two two of one of yeah. two part two of two is what I'm trying to say. So they're missing <laughs> one. Listen, I haven't even been drinking tonight, so this is just bad. I think I have a stroke.
0: <laughs> David, you should drink.
2: Yeah, I know. then my mind's clear after a few beers. So. Uh, Get
0: one of the weird ones from the bottom of your cabinet. <laughs> like.
2: uh, then we. Uh, oh, then we come to Hudson, who just kind of like awakens on the shore of a blind man's house.
0: Here we go, guys. This is the sexual plot I've been waiting for.
2: (laughs) Oh, you think there's a little more to this relationship? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So, this blind man comes out, and of course, since he's blind, he doesn't realize he's a gargoyle. But then, like, he helps him in, and Hudson puts his hand on his shoulder, and you think, like, a giant. My well, hand being put on your shoulder. Would my, be what hint.
3: scaly skin you have, stranger yeah, exactly. who's washed up on my shore.
0: It's so romantic. They're already touching each other's strange body parts right there on the tide where he washed up.
2: No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some dialogue that makes you think some of this is a retcon, but I think this character shows up again in a later episode, and yes. it's kind of established that he knows Hudson is a gargoyle even though okay. Hudson never had told him that. You
0: learn that sort of thing during lovemaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would hope that you do. <laughs>
3: even a blind. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's like, Some these brain. aren't ordinary scratches on my back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I needed medical attention after this one. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so uh, Jeffrey Robbins is the guy's name and he helps him into the house. We then switch back to Macbeth, who's flying off into the ocean, off over the ocean, in hopes of finding the scroll, which seems yeah. like a long shot. No, I just, but, you know, uh, it's
3: in the ocean somewhere, so I'm just gonna fly around in the middle of the night, and, like <laughs> look at the ocean and hope that I find this. Like, yeah, that seems like a good good use of your time.
4: Macbeth. 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 Uh,
2: then we uh, flip back to Hudson and Robbins. Uh, Sitting by the fire, talking about being old and being soldiers, and Nam. Even though Hudson was never a Nam,
4: <laughs>
0: he just lied. He did some stolen valor. No, he's just
2: like, "What's this Nam you speak of?" And he's like, "Oh, you sounded like a soldier too." And then uh, we find out that Jeffrey Robbins is a writer.
3: Let me just when- say, as as for an episode that's all about teaching kids the importance of reading. And the magic of books, the best (laughs) argument this episode makes is that this guy is a writer who has a fucking boss-ass mansion, lakeside (laughs) property, with, like, fucking stone gargoyles sitting on his, like, brick fence surrounding his house. I see that shit. Presumably in
2: New York, right? (laughs) Right, this
3: is what I'm saying. He's got, like, New York, Oceanside mansion (laughs) property complete with gargoyles and I'm like fuck yeah books are awesome if that's what writers get to live sign me up
0: <laughs> cha-ching and uh yeah this guy's living the cool life I could deal with a whole spinoff of him frankly he's got a
3: boss he's got like a boss ass library where like there's always a fire going and
0: he's gonna bed a gargoyle tonight <laughs> he's gonna crest sexual frontiers that normal authors like Michael Crichton <laughs> can only dream about what is going on with him?
2: <laughs> Who's more likely to have or want to have sex with a gargoyle? Michael Crichton or Stephen King?
0: Michael Crichton. Mm. <laughs> Stephen King. Stephen King.
2: Yeah, that's Stephen King. <laughs> like, Stephen King wants to get down with a gargoyle, right?
0: He would fuck anything.
2: Uh <laughs> Now that we've settled that, <laughs> the real question, uh we go back to the plane Mac- that Macbeth is flying, all searching for this scroll, and this is where Broadway's like, "What's so great about stupid scrolls, anyways?" And so, or what? Or did he ask, "What's so great about Merlin?" Yeah, what's so yeah, great about? Whatever. Yeah, he's like, "Who's
3: this Merlin that wrote these scrolls? Why is he so great?"
2: Yeah,
0: why is Stephen King cool, guys?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Macbeth then goes on about king arthur times and merlin and all that and broadway it's like oh
1: wow you were there (laughs) what's this big deal about these scrolls who was this merlin just another stupid magician he was a singular spectacle
6: bearded old man who took a ragged boy and with magic and wisdom turned him into the greatest king this world will ever see king who ruled with justice and compassion. He took the torn remnants of warring tribes and knit them into a country of beauty and civilization. With Marlin always by his side, until it fell. <laughs> Marlin's magic was stronger than everything except the human heart.
1: You were there.
6: <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. Obviously, I read about it.
1: But you describe it like you were there.
2: And and that's enough to make Rodway suddenly think that reading's cool, <laughs> that somebody could, like, recite that, something that may or may not have happened.
3: The idea that, like, because he read about it, that was yeah. like he was there. It was the mm-hmm. same thing as having physically been there, which is why I wrote in my notes, Take a look, it's in a book, <laughs> reading Rainbow.
2: Reading,
0: reading, reading Rainbow. David, did you know how corny this episode (laughs) was before you chose it?
2: Yeah, some of it. I I knew some (laughs) of the corny. I I remember this scene pretty well. But the reason I remember it is because Broadway's like, you were there. And then Macbeth says, I'm old, but not that old. And that's kind of a wink to the fact that he actually is like 300 years old or something. That's pretty old. Mm -hmm. David,
3: is he older than broadway could possibly imagine
2: <laughs> no considering Broadway's in some form a thousand years old i would say not but
0: how many years has he been like conscious though
2: yeah i know he's like oh, 20 years i think there's the yeah, good. the also younger your, gargoyles are supposed to be like teenagers more or less
3: also your broadway voice is pretty spot on
2: <laughs> thank you i might have a new job as.
0: when did it happen when did useful. that what when did you do broadway voice do
2: broadway should i just be broadway, broadway? Yeah, be like, do oh, it. the gargoyles <laughs> confront owen again <laughs> uh, yeah so the next scene is the gargoyles being like we tore this shit up and we couldn't find them. where the hell are <laughs>
0: Like we need another round of Evion. Yeah, this guy's gonna take a shit. And, and what do they shit? Is it like big stones?
2: You would think so, right? We drank all of these
3: bottles of wine, <laughs> and we didn't find the scrolls <laughs> in them. Bring us all of those
2: bottles of wine, please. <laughs> and, and some veal, right? And, uh, and this is where Owen's like. Yeah, it wasn't us. We our harriers are in the shop, but Macbeth (laughs) has some harriers, and and of course, there's like he could have offered that information up sooner, but he's being a dick. So I guess that's just he wants to hang out
0: with the gargoyles. He wants to keep them. He's having fun.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: I also love how like
3: the, the like two villains of the series just have like. Matching sets of harriers like they're like wood yeah. like they're like <laughs> wood paneled vans. or like sorry, our harriers were in the shop this week, so it couldn't have been us. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: we flip back to Hudson and Jeffrey talking about the importance of reading, and then Hudson's all, "I'm ashamed to admit it, but he can't read either." <laughs> And then Jeffrey's like, it isn't shameful to be illiterate. It's only shameful to stay that way, which is... uh
7: I've never told my clan that I can't read. I can teach you. But that's not really the point, is it? It shames me. I understand. But it isn't shameful to be illiterate, Hudson. It's only a shame to stay that way.
3: That's one to grow on.
2: That's still kind of shaming somebody, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I did look it up, and I think 10% of Americans are illiterate.
4: What? Wow. But
2: then But then sometimes you wonder what the definition of illiteracy is, because it's like <laughs> not reading at, like, a third grade level or something, which probably means they can read some stuff to get by. You just can't really read i don't know
0: a shout out to one of my favorite illiterate characters charlie and it's always sunny <laughs> he ends up doing pictographs and the words that he does know are pretty great
2: <laughs> so yeah we get the words to grow on but then hudson is like oh it's almost day i gotta get the fuck out of here and you know uh Jeffries is like you can't just fucking run but
3: then... <laughs> he's like i'm st- <laughs> I gave you yours, but I'm still unsatisfied.
2: What about me? And so Hudson runs out to get on a wall to turn to stone right away, which Jeffrey's hears, but doesn't, seems to not quite know. Also, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's, uh, wonderfully convenient that he washed up on the shore of a mansion with other gargoyles surrounding the perimeter so that he could just, you know, blend right in with the other gargoyles.
2: One thing yeah. we've learned is that in this universe, New York is filled with stone gargoyles. <laughs> just just, just <laughs> littered. That's the aesthetic of New York in this universe is stone <laughs> gargoyles.
3: Just reminds me of the Simpsons in Night Boat. Like, oh, right, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> there's a canal. Oh, there's always a canal. Or an inlet. Or a
2: fjord.
0: <laughs> Do the gargoyles ever have to like Posed by something that isn't another gargoyle, like a fire hydrant or a urinal. Or...
2: I mean, they turn to stone. At, in odd places before. Like I think in one of the early episodes, G- Goliath turns to stone in the middle of like Central Park. But then people just don't seem to realize that this isn't supposed to be there.
0: Yeah, it's central. no one gives a shit <laughs> about just the like, new oh, statue. It's a
2: statue in Central Park that just uh, apparently erected out of nowhere.
0: Those graggles. <laughs> <laughs> the future.
2: So then during the day Macbeth, like Macbeth has kind of figured out where the scrolls have been and so Macbeth comes wandering up into Jeffrey Robbins' house and asks about uh if what, if any <laughs> I'm trying to think of what he
3: asked. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like because uh, he's not like, Oh, did any uh walking yeah, gargoyles, gargoyles come through here? Like, did yeah. did anybody like wash up on shore or something like yeah. that?
0: <laughs> Seen any old graggles?
7: Hudson, is that
6: you?
4: <laughs>
6: Who's there? My name is Lennox McDuff sir. I'm a friend of Hudson's. I'm uh, concerned about him.
2: Well, Macbeth, anyways, introduces himself as Lennox Macduff, and did you catch the reference, Austin?
3: Um, I caught the Macduff. I don't remember. Lennox from Macbeth, but Macduff is obvious Malcolm and Macduff are the two that uh yeah that that end up like waging war against Macbeth to take the crown at the end, but I don't remember who Lennox is oh, in, shit. in Macbeth.
2: I mean, I would ding Macbeth for using such a pseudonym, but I wouldn't have gotten it, so yeah. So if I'm not going to get... If I be fooled by it, then, then it must be an all right suit. Then right. again,
3: my my main point of reference... I've seen a couple of professional productions of Macbeth, but my mm. main point of reference is the one that we did in high school, and that was relatively abbreviated compared to the full yeah. thing. So there may very well have been a, a Lennox that we omitted in our version that... Oh my God, it was McDuff mm. and Malcolm and Banquo and...
2: I mean, I... I'll give Gargoyles the benefit of the doubt that Lennox was a character in yeah. Macbeth. Uh, so, um, Macbeth leaves and then finds the scroll on the wall conveniently yeah, enough. Yeah, this is where I'm like,
3: considering that he knows people are after these scrolls, maybe he should have, like, hid the scroll <laughs> instead of just, like... Yeah,
2: he could have, like, put it under his wing or something. Like you know?
3: lo- Like, locked himself into an immobile, unconscious state with just, like, the canister out for the taking
2: to be fair it seemed like it was a very last minute pose he did i suppose
0: austin where should he have put the
2: canister
3: up his butt would be the (laughs) the first one would
0: that work david Um,
2: uh it would but i guess maybe he's worried someone would just break him open for the scroll though
3: (laughs) yeah
0: then would he be Uh, okay but you
3: wouldn't know like would make beth automatically assumed that he like made a suppository <laughs> out that of one canister. took it
0: up the box <laughs> he knows he can tell after a night of love making yeah how we finish
2: it he'd smell it
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say what he should have done is like made it so that you had to like break through stone to like wrap his like kind of like you said like yeah, yeah, wrap yeah. your his wings around it so you couldn't just like lift it up but then Macbeth would have just shattered his wings to yeah. get at it, so...
0: Yeah, they didn't even break his fingers. It was nice of them. They could have. Mm-hmm. They didn't.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's made clear in a lot of, like, Xanatos was like this, too, that... The, well, like, Xanatos just likes the gargoyles to be around because he thinks they're cool, I think. Even though they always <laughs> foil his plans. So they're very respectful of not, like, destroying them while yeah. they're sleeping. And, because, like, uh... Macbeth doesn't do it because I think it's he believes it's dishonorable, and so nice. most of them have their reasons. I think, which is which is appreciated instead of just like not doing it. You know,
3: this just in from uh, the Shakespearean cracked research team. Oh uh, shit, we got the them online as, a, as as opposed to the Dickensian gruel orphans. <laughs> yes, uh, the usual. Yeah, there there is a group of characters in Macbeth called, uh, Ross, Lennox, Angus, Mentithe, and Cathness, who are listed as Scottish thanes. So there is, yeah, right. none of those characters are important enough to warrant their own, uh, Cracked Research Team Wikipedia page. Yeah, But, uh, they are, there is a character that appears somewhere in the text of Macbeth with the name of Lennox.
4: Ooh,
3: so.
2: Very nice. The
3: Gargles writers did their <laughs> research.
2: Uh, so then Hudson awakes and figures out that the Macbeth stole the scroll. By, and then he, by like,
3: figures out, he clenches his <laughs> fist and realizes yeah,
2: it's empty. He's like, oh, what's going on? And then, so he then goes to Jeffrey and he's all like, did you, did you see a scroll at all? I'm not see, obviously, but like stumble <laughs> Ooh, into. too
3: soon, Broadway, too
2: soon. <laughs> Hudson. Or Hudson, yeah, sorry.
0: Too Whatever.
3: Soon. Did you see, uh, I mean, did you observe? <laughs>
4: oh, shoot.
2: Uh, he asked about the canister and then uh, Jeffrey's like uh, no but your friend came by and Hudson's like I've got no friends and then <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, <Asner. laughs> and
2: then he said like your friend Lennox McDuff he's like I don't know any Lennox McDuff and then Jeffrey's like well luckily I'm a book nerd and so I knew there was something up with his name because I even know more than Austin does about this stuff and knew that both Lennox and McDuff were from the play Macbeth, and of course, then Hudson's like, Macbeth, uh, that's no good, but I, he doesn't know where Macbeth lives. That's when Jeffrey finds the most magic book of all
3: the phone, the phone book. book. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: But they still send you today or at least yeah exactly
2: did they stop?
3: yeah
0: we
2: have yeah, one yeah. still good. we have one uh
3: slowly disintegrating in our neighbor's mailbox who like
0: perfect uh, that's where you put our them. neighbors <laughs> who i think
3: like have abandoned their home and fled the country or something
0: you don't know
3: no they're like this is like they're like kitty corner from us but they their mailbox is next to our mailbox on the post so it's like the two of our mailboxes oh, are next shit. to each other and so they're kind of like across the street and to the left of us and we have not seen anyone like enter or leave the house in six months if not more it's like yeah
0: the the driveway wasn't plowed (laughs) in the
3: winter uh only recently did the grass get mowed and we're fairly certain that was probably the neighbors next to them who just Mowed it because they were sick of waist high grass next to their house. <laughs> um, so yeah, at one point in time, the old phone book got delivered into the into the <laughs> newspaper box, and it's still sitting out there, just falling to pieces.
0: So anybody wants a listener who's a fan wants to be Austin's neighbor. All you have to do is jimmy the lock. Yeah, and right. then it's all
4: your it's yours for the taking, as far as house. I can tell. <laughs>
0: See,
3: but this is where uh, uh, where Hudson declares that. Uh, it's a magic book that he mm-hmm. has.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because uh, L- ca- luckily Macbeth was kind enough to list himself <laughs> in the uh, yellow pages. Or, uh, I am pages. A 300- As Lennox Macduff.
3: I'm a 300-year-old mercenary, and I'm going to get myself yeah. listed in the yellow pages. Well, he probably hand. had to
2: buy the property and then just was forced
0: to... Maybe he just didn't opt out. Yeah, I know. So you know, right. they
2: never know who wants to come over. Like if somebody wants to come over to <laughs> play some bridge.
7: Yeah.
0: You, yeah. It's
2: easy for them to look it up. This is before the internet. Yeah.
0: Xanatos found his name and called him up for bridge.
2: Yeah, so <laughs>
3: Hudson declares it to be a magic book, which I think we all know aren't all books magic.
7: Well, maybe this will help. McAdoo, McBride, Macduff, Cameron, Macduff, Leland, Macduff, Lennox. And here's an address just like that. Magic book, aren't they all?
0: Uh, no. no, some <laughs> of them aren't very good at all. Sorry.
2: I think we should point out that a Xanatos uh, lives in a sky- in a castle on top of a skyscraper.
0: Pretty cool. Which is a
2: plot point uh, in the first like art the five episodes that were like the mini series before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then apparently Macbeth also lives in a castle somewhere in New York.
3: <laughs> so what you're suggesting is that not only is the gargles New York infested with fellow inanimate gargles, but also castles.
2: Yeah, that people just living, like living in a castle is just something you do. Like if you
4: feel Now like
2: look,
3: it. I understand that the gargles have a detective ally that they work with, mm-hmm. but I feel like the next time they're trying to like Find their foe, they might want to check whatever castle in New York they haven't already been to because I bet they're probably <laughs> there.
0: I mean, do I f- think this is like an alternate timeline where everybody is a medieval dork. Yeah, everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm trying to because th- like the other gargoyles find out that it's Macbeth, but we don't learn how they know where Macbeth lives. I wondered just- about
3: that too. I was like, was I not paying attention and I missed no, that?
2: I guess Owen seemed to know a lot about what Macbeth was up to, so maybe he's just like, here's his address. Go, you know? go
3: drink their wine.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get
0: the fuck out of my office, you graggles. <laughs> Guys, <laughs>
3: Xanatos is gonna kick my ass. Get out of here. Um, here's, So here's a question for you, David. Is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is this one of those scenarios where, like, Xanatos is, like, the gargles know him to be evil and nefarious, but he's actually, like, a fairly well respected member of sort of the upper class New York society,
2: yeah, he's a rich New Yorker, so what I'm wondering so-
3: is maybe he's like uh, for for lack of a better comparison, the Donald Trump in the eighties of the Gargles oh, New York yeah. and his obsession with like medieval stuff and stone gargles and whatnot is what's led other New Yorkers who want to like emulate him and be like him. <laughs> To also have, like, stone gargles and an obsession with (laughs) castles and medieval trappings and such.
2: Although I'm fairly sure Xanatos goes to jail for a period of time for, like...
3: Oh, well, so then he's not Trump-like at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll see, Austin. You'll all
3: see. If he's that kind of uh, an up-and-coming businessman, he'd just buy his way out of jail.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, he... Because I know the woman he marries, she was in jail for a while, and then at one point...
0: Is it Martha
2: Stewart? (laughs) (laughs) If Martha Stewart was on, like, an American Gladiators-esque TV show...
0: (laughs) I would watch
3: it. Great, David. Now I'm going to be disappointed that that's not something I can
2: see. Martha Stewart and American gladiators Oh my god! You know, I mean, this
0: did make me think about American Gladiators. The part when they had that laser cannon—that yeah. was totally a gladiator's
3: move. The thing where they're like shooting tennis balls at people. I want to see Martha Stewart like ducking and weaving around the the cannon. We
0: need to do an episode of that. I don't know how special.
3: Oh, every are. everyone is special.
0: Maybe somebody dies during one. <laughs>
2: Uh, anyways uh, Macbeth is uh, We flip back to Macbeth Who now has both scrolls So he's prepping to read the scrolls And like using acid to remove the seal Or something <laughs> I don't know Seems very mystical uh, The other gargoyles Come flying in but Macbeth's castle has anti-aircraft Lasers <laughs> too so
3: As as once castle In New York does
2: <laughs> thanks nra <And> then, <laughs> then uh macbeth like so while this whole battle's going on macbeth's like i need to learn about these magic spells and these scrolls so he opens up to read them and then just finds out it's a boring old diary
6: he was a scabby bony boy when first i saw this once and future king Had I not known what his destiny held, I would have laughed aloud. What's this? Though young and not yet formed, his mind was open and eager to learn. This is a diary! Where are the spells?
2: What if, like, the second scroll was, like, his magic spells? Yeah, like, the first one was, you know,
3: here's my things I've done. And then the second one was, like, okay, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, here's my magic spells.
2: Yeah. And Macbeth would never even know it because he didn't bother to open the second one. Or what if it's just like cookie recipes or something? That'd be pretty funny. Because
3: Macbeth <laughs> is one of those people who will start a book and if it doesn't hook him in like the first page, he yeah. just he just gives up and moves on rather than waiting to see if it uh, gets better mm-hmm. the further into it he gets. I have a right? I have a real uh, I have a real issue with that.
2: <laughs> and once you start a book, you have to finish it.
3: Yeah, but I I shouldn't like. There, there isn't anything wrong with like cutting like if you're reading a book and it's a chore to get through it's like cut bait like it's not
2: yeah, I know
3: there's so many there's more books than I could ever possibly read in my lifetime it's not worth like forcing myself to get through something I'm not enjoying but
0: ah, uh, now we know how to make Austin uh, waste time is like, to give yeah, me yeah. shitty book if I start
3: into a book I'm like I have to finish it I have <laughs> I have walked away from a few books but it, they're few and far between yeah. yeah
0: like walking out of a movie yeah mm, that's I've barely done that
3: that's a lot harder or that's the investment there is less so i'm like no matter how bad it is i don't have that much longer i need to sit through it versus like you know a bad book you could get stuck in for weeks or months particularly because right. particularly because if it's bad your desire to read it is less so you're more likely to reach for a different book or do something else with that time than actually read it and so then you end up just like staring at it reading a page or two at a time for months
0: <laughs> reading is cool but don't read bad books yeah yeah no
3: seriously <laughs> That's weird. if you're not enjoying well, if you're not enjoying what you're reading just put it down and find something else
2: well what's interesting about that is like forcing somebody to read bad books is a way to get them to like not like reading you know
0: oh definitely True. probably like all the early books most kids get are pretty bad yeah
2: mm. uh i got our cracked uh gargoyles team on this uh-huh. gargoyles because i got curious because i just kind of threw out the 300 years old uh he's actually a thousand years old wow that is that's
0: so old
2: that is older than i could possibly imagine that's yeah,
3: older than stupid richard
2: which they still got
0: <laughs> <laughs> richard.
2: from lost yeah
0: Oh, I do not even know.
2: They got their uh, facts straight, though, because he is old, but still not that old, because King Arthur was in the late 5th and 6th centuries. Right,
4: right. If so.
3: if he existed at all.
2: Correct. Yeah. Which, according to this show, he did, So, but at least that would have been still like 500 years before Mechveth. Yeah.
0: Mokbuth.
2: So I can't ding him on that. They, they win again. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so Macbeth is all this is pretty pissed off that it's a diary, so now he's about ready to take his aggressions out, and then uh, Goliath grabs one of the scrolls, and then he's like, "Release Broadway, or I'm gonna burn this." And now Macbeth's like, "What the fuck? Just burn it. I don't care about <laughs> these damn scrolls anymore." But then Broadway says he can't burn them because they're magic. They take you to places you've never been before. They, uh, they're like books. They are magic, Goliath.
6: Release Broadway. Or what? Or I'll burn the scrolls. Go ahead. They're worthless. No magic at all. No!
1: They are magic! But you can't burn them, Goliath. You can't! It's Merlin's life, in his own words. When you read them, they take you there. It is magic, Goliath. Precious magic.
7: I, lad, could be the greatest shame to lose them.
0: Goliath knew what reading is. How come yeah. he needed to be told? Well,
2: he's trying to do a power play on Macbeth, but then Macbeth is like, then go ahead and burn it. And I think Goliath got confused. He's like, wait, why do you, wait, wh- what's going on?
3: I just, I just love how earnestly Broadway is adopted. Like, yeah. Books are
2: magic. We can't burn yeah. books. Yeah, this is important. we can learn about King Arthur and... And then I think Goliath is just like I don't know what's going on anymore
0: <laughs> Plus
3: I mean Goliath was probably a little tipsy From all that wine they drank <laughs> Yeah
2: exactly
0: <laughs> They partied it up in right. their wine and chocolate
3: He's and like
2: chips. when when did Macbeth have a Twin brother
3: <laughs> Why am I fighting two Macbeths <laughs> <laughs> uh. Broadway is uh Broadway's voice by Dauber From Coach right Oh, is he? Bill, uh, Bill Fagerbaker.
0: Who is also in a Stephen Ooh. King adaptation. Yes, M O
3: O N, ad- that spells Stephen King
0: adaptation. <laughs> we can't burn the Stephen King <laughs> book, you guys. I really like the first two thirds. He is, of course, also
3: Patrick from
2: SpongeBob SquarePants.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bill Fagerbaker. Damn.
2: Anywho. Damn. Yeah, so then Goliath is like, all right, I'm not going to burn these scrolls. Goliath's Macbeth... like,
3: whatever, you guys, I got a headache. Yeah, and then Macbeth <laughs> is just
2: like, whatever, you guys just get the hell out of here. <laughs> just don't this drink is, my wine. This, this whole night's a <laughs> bust, anyway. So, like...
0: <laughs> Who's got the next wine, motherfucker?
3: I do kind of be... I, I like that Macbeth's just like, whatever, this isn't a book of sp- I'm just cutting my losses.
2: <laughs> yeah, gone, <laughs> no, gone, I, I do appreciate time. that, like, just how one of the reasons i like gargoyles because that's good writing like the villains aren't you know captain planet villains who are just out <laughs> evil for evil say yeah yeah
6: i'll get you gargoyles
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: macbeth is just like yeah this whole thing's a bust you know i could fight them i might win i might lose it's not worth it just get out of here and take and, it and leave yeah. it was stone cold yeah. when you said it. yeah <laughs> like just take it and leave it's oh. like he. There's nothing for him to gain from fighting them, and and it, and it makes sense that the gargoyles wouldn't try anything because they. Macbeth is strong as well as, you know, as we so.
3: learned from like the three and a half minute long previously on. Yeah, segment, exactly. He and can then... hold his own against even Goliath.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's flames that will punch you into the flames.
4: Yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> uh, so as they're leaving. Uh... Or they're flying away. Goliath offers to read the scrolls to Hudson and Broadway. But then Hudson says they'll uh, read them themselves when they learn. But I'm not sure Broadway agreed to that. So I don't yeah, know. That's when.
3: a good point. Although presumably Broadway is hes all like books are magic. Yeah, now. he's
2: enamored by books. He's hes going to get disappointed. I think his expectations are a little too high.
3: <laughs> <laughs> David, are you suggesting that books aren't magical portals to other realms? That can take yes. you to different places. That's ways. exactly
2: what I'm suggesting.
3: That, that the only the only uh, ticket you need to travel the world is a library card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying once you've read about like Rome, you're satisfied? Like going there, you, it's just not even worth it.
3: I mean, for the most part, people are always going on about the Grand Canyon. I'm like, I've seen a picture. It's the same,
2: you know. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Good for you, Austin, Adam. <laughs> I mean, it's
3: not like I could do anything there other than look at it. I'm already looking at it. It's on that picture
0: right you there. You can fall down it. That's yeah. true.
3: That's true. So you're suggesting that people like to go to the Grand Canyon <laughs> for the uh-huh. thrill of danger they get from the <laughs>
0: yeah? possibility of
3: falling into it?
0: <laughs> Some of people do fall down.
2: I feel like never have been. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I would assume there's probably a little lost in translation when you just see a yeah, picture.
3: I I would imagine that is true as well.
0: <laughs> I'm the only one who's been there. dying.
2: Yeah, how, it's a was big it hole.
0: You could fall the hell down and die. I
2: thought you said you could fuck it, but then was...
0: <laughs> somebody could probably like Goliath could fuck it because he has wings and he could fly in and yeah, then
2: out. And probably you you think he's. He's got an elephant dick, right?
0: <laughs> probably. Like, like
2: he's got to be hanging dong, right?
0: So you've got to also think about foreskin, right? Like, yeah, he would probably have that. Well, or is, do they cut? Okay, so
3: David, take yeah. me take foreskin. me back to the to the pilot of Gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, were they like are gargoyles like a species that exists? that just has the characteristic of turning to stone in the daylight, or were they like stone gargoyle? like someone may carved them out of stone and then magic brings them to life?
2: They are night. a species. So they, they lay eggs and such.
3: Okay, so then he's totally got an elephant dick.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> That's all I was just I was getting good. whether or not like were they made with parts or, you know, are they just Asexual beings because they were crafted out of stone, and whoever crafted them out of stone didn't carve little penises underneath their loincloths.
2: Yeah, there's a because after they get betrayed and most of them are destroyed. Yeah,
3: that's right. There's like more yeah. of them than what we have in the main show, but they get wiped out. And...
2: Yeah, and then there's eggs, and then like the the only good humans from the beginning are like, well, we'll take these eggs and try to like hatch them. Mm-hmm and then they leave and then that doesn't actually become a point until like a season and a half later or you know like nice. 20 episodes down the line and then you finally that plot point gets resolved and there are more gargoyles Goliath hey. has a daughter
0: okay so yeah he's got a big dick <laughs> yep
2: he's hanging down uh,
0: and it comes out every night sometimes when he gets a boner like- <laughs> mentioned
2: uh we go back to jeffrey's uh house and his writer's block is cured by reading about the fact that there's scrolls of merlin and well he, he reads he's like all this like hoopla about the scrolls of merlin has my juices flowing but i'm like <laughs> how much should the newspaper right, know about see? what was going on
0: that's not the only thing that had his juices flowing Damn. he made yeah. love <laughs> to an old man gargoyle
2: Oh so you think that's what god is uh cured his writer's one.
0: Do you
3: not recall how the scrolls were the talk of the town? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm scrolling yeah, it. He's like this is why he's reading about all these scrolls or getting his juices
4: flowing.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's where he starts his like preamble to his new book about merlin like the sword and the staff i think it's called yeah and then he says uh the written
7: word is all that stands between memory and oblivion without books as our anchors we are cast adrift neither teaching nor learning they are windows on the past Mirrors on the present and prisms reflecting all possible futures. Books are lighthouses erected in the dark sea of time.
0: Title drop.
3: Two things. One, uh, 100% agree with everything he said. Books are awesome. Two, that's a terrible forward to a book. And... (laughs) Any editor worth his salt would immediately cut it. You need your inciting incident and cut to the action. And we don't yeah. need all of this like soliloquies about the importance of the written work. Especially in a book called like The Sword, the Sword and, the and the Staff.
2: The like,
0: <coughs> which by the way sounds very derivative. Of course. Yeah,
2: I know. Yeah. I do like the, um, the metaphor kind of works. Although lighthouses are like the... Like, we've all collectively created them in an ironic fashion in that, like, their actual meaning is not what we take as their literal meaning or something. In that lighthouses are meant to, like, show you where not to go, yet everyone uses them as a metaphor of where, of something showing you where to go.
0: Oh, hi, you're right. Right. So a book tells you what to stay away from. Yeah,
2: it's supposed to show you like where the shallow rocks are and such. More or less. I think there's exceptions to that. But uh, I feel like that's unmined territory in fiction, too. They could really do an inversion of a, like, something being a lighthouse and then actually supposed to be taking you away. But right. That's a whole right. Anyways, but at the same time, I do like the little phrase about being windows to our past and such. Yeah. Nothing
3: the, the written nice word is that. all it stands between memory and oblivion and...
2: Mm-hmm. uh but then uh as he's doing this little soliloquy hudson is out there presumably ready to start his reading lesson <laughs> yes <laughs> is that what you believe carolyn that they're gonna learn yeah to
0: first word c o c k <laughs> S C C K M Y C O C K No, it'll just it'll
3: be like in a League of Their Own where the one get where Madonna's teaching the one gal how to read through erotic romance.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah.
2: That's what But that, then like literal romance will happen unlike in a League of Their Own.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They can watch some sex tunes too to supplement it. Well and also <laughs> I mean,
2: Popeyes up what's, too. What's
3: interesting as well is that presumably he will be teaching him how to read Braille.
2: Well, yeah, maybe.
3: I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's interesting. I, mean, I assume that he could you, teach him how to read both kinds of books in his yeah. office. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like true. he could,
0: like, touch on Braille. Ha <laughs> get ah, it? touch but, on. Touch on Braille. But we're doing mostly, you know, regular visual words. Yeah.
2: Whatever they're doing, it's erotic.
4: It's erotic <laughs> as hell! <laughs> uh,
2: Austin, did you learn anything from all this? Anything stand out?
3: Well, I would say that I learned about the importance and magical properties of books, but I'm already well aware of those. Uh so I guess I learned that uh that that there are far more castles in the New York metropolitan area than perhaps we have been led to believe.
2: Uh to be fair, this could be on the Jersey shore too. You know I mean? <laughs> the shores has got a ton of castles.
0: <laughs> it's really too bad with all the new york millionaire villains they have that there is no billy joel super villain yeah <laughs> when i retcon my gargoyles graggles fanfic I'm gonna...
2: there has to be a billy joel villain
0: yeah him and thanatos are gonna have a money fight It'd be great. <laughs> the new old helicopters
2: uh anything stick out to you
0: Caroline. uh yeah gargoyle's night boner
3: <laughs> you mean the day boner <laughs> yeah it's a technically, yeah. Yeah, technically it's a day boner mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> day and nightbone. uh the erotic relationship with uh a black blind author <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is i mean this
3: is some progressive ass shit
0: seriously yeah. i want the spin-off of it and i want to know who this guy is who you know picks up men from the shore <laughs> well off and has a series. Like it sounds like a really good show. And I look forward to his optimal romance with that old ass Braggle.
2: Now I want it to be like a eighties drama where like every, <laughs> like every episode is just a different person washing up on his shore and you like help him through a jam, you know.
0: Lot of buoyant motherfuckers on this beach. <laughs> Yeah, and I learned it's okay to pass out in the ocean if you're a graggle.
2: Yeah. uh I learned that uh, f- f- fucking a gargoyle is a way to cure writer's block, right? <laughs> Yeah,
0: for sure. It's number one lane. <laughs>
2: uh, Carolyn, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, people can find me at carolynmain.com. I am on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr. That is C A R O L Y N M A I N, like the street. You can check out uh, a spinoff podcast of mine, Pitch Please, where we make up new shows based on cards. It's very fun. It's also on the River City Podcast Federation, so you can find it there, iTunes, and Stitcher.
2: Nice. Uh, Austin? Uh,
3: You can find uh, me on Twitter, where we can chat about how awesome books are, at Austin Gorton and you really can cool. you can be transported to many different worlds via my writing at the real
4: of <laughs>
0: ps austin has done this whole episode dressed like og Reedmore. <laughs> 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 he's outside and he's got fingerless gloves <laughs>
2: uh, you can find me on twitter where we can discuss gargoyle anatomy <laughs> at Doctor Bits, that's doctor spelled out, and then at pleasure dot com.
0: Will you be discussing anatomy at length? <laughs>
3: uh, do you have any uh, Do you have any uh, Tumblr or deviant art pages you want to uh, you want to pimp there, David, about your uh, gargoyles interest? Uh, anatomy. Yeah.
4: Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Right. That's good. That's good.
0: Just slide into his DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Uh, we are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, at AVSEpod, and you can check out our Facebook page, where, uh, it's too late to do the poll. You'll find the results of our poll. <laughs> there you
0: go.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Gargo Anatomy, we had a big poll going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering
0: <laughs> if anybody would. There, you got it. Yes. Yeah
2: uh and uh you can email us at avsepodcast at com. uh so for very pot- <laughs> so very a very episode pot so a very episode it is a very me. episode we got going on here all right <laughs> <laughs> see i need to learn how to read and then i could do
0: this reading's hard uh, Just A bunch of dumb words
2: <laughs> For a very special episode podcast, remember our podcast is a funhouse mirror distorting the past, a whoopee cushion farting on the present, <laughs> and a cursed crystal ball showing only
1: the darkest of futures. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by, or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that. Special episode River City City Podcast Federation.
0: It's not wrong. (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Remember us, America.
2: Yeah, RIP America.
4: Are you gonna
0: celebrate the Fourth of July this year?
2: Ah, uh, I'll probably get drunk. <laughs> Food, yeah. <laughs> David calls those weekdays. <laughs> I mean I yeah. never pass up an opportunity to like get wasted. But when is it? It's on like a Wednesday or something stupid like that?
3: It is on a Wednesday.
2: Oh, that blows. Yeah. Just from a day off perspective, man. Yeah,
3: no, it totally does. I feel like Fourth of July is one of those holidays like President's Day where it should be the, like first monday yeah. or friday of july <laughs> in observation of the fourth of july
0: right it's funny that it's not yeah.
5: look paris the city of lovers is glowing this evening True, that's because it's on fire But still, there's (sighs)
4: l'amour
5: Somewhere out there in the night Her heart is also alight And I know the guy she just might be burning for A guy like you She's never known, kid A guy like you, a girl does not meet every day. You've got a look, that's all your own, kid. Could there be two like you? No No way. Those other guys that she could dangle all look the same from every boring point of view. You're a surprise from every angle Mandya above, she's gotta love a guy like you A guy like you gets extra credit Because it's true, you've got a certain something more you racist, kid You see that face? You don't forget it Want, Want something, something new? new? That's you For sure, sure. sure. We all have gaped that's some Adonis.
6: But then we crave a meal more nourishing
5: to chew. And since you're shaped like a croissan is, no question of she's, she's got to love, love a guy like you. Call me a hopeless, romantic, but quasi, I feel it.
6: She and wants you so any moment, she'll walk through that
5: door. A guy so swell A guy like you With all your brain A fool can me. tell It's why ring she fell For you know her You're the bell You're the bell, bell. 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 ringer When she was ulala, And she was ulala, She will discover guys You're one heck of a guy